Hey, what's up, everybody? Podcast, and I just want to remind you that we are live every Sunday on our Facebook page, and you can find us wherever you stream your music at the Opinionated Podcast. We drop a new episode every Tuesday. So remember to like, share, comment, and don't forget to subscribe. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the Opinionated Podcast, and we are your two hosts for today. I'm Cool Kev. And I'm Andre, and we got a special guest. Please introduce yourself, sir. Yo, yo, what's going on? It's Jamel Jones, man. The Beast. The Beast. Yes, sir. Jamel the Beast. (laughs) The Beast. We want to thank you for joining us today. Yes, sir. We got a lot of stuff to get to. We were talking yeah. off the mic, and this 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 gonna be this gonna be one of them ones. Very, <laughs> it's gonna be having valuable gems before we even got on here. Yes. Valuable gems before we got yes. on here. So, uh, what do you do for the people who don't know, Jamel? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm a professional fighter, man. I'm signed to the PFL on ESPN, and um, I get beat up or I beat people up for a living. It's no other way. <laughs> Word. word, word. I mean, that's that, I love that's that. really yeah, right. Yeah, you gotta embrace a lot the more, a lot more beating people up though. Yeah, yeah, man. I uh, yeah. I bring it for sure. But uh, you know, I've been on that other side, and and uh, you know, it just makes you stronger. Uh, you know, the, your losses don't really define you. It 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 it, it makes you for sure, for sure. Would you, would you say that would be the same in, in life in general? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. They, it, your losses make you, man. You know? Uh, mm. But I'm always game. Word. You know, how, how long have you been, been doing this? I've been pro for eight years, man. So it's, it's a career, you know? I've been pro for eight years. I've been competing all my life. Uh, I won my first national championship in, in sixth grade. And I've been topping the nation since. So since the year, when did you guys graduate? I graduated in 2001. Oh, you old. Yeah. And I graduated in <laughs> 07. So, oh, okay. so since 2001, I've been on a national level and I haven't stopped. Damn. Okay. Just oh, what can I say about that? Non-stop. Was, yeah, right? <laughs> whipping people's ass for so long. <laughs> Two decades. <laughs> National level. Repping the Ville, man. Repping Dover. Repping the East Coast. Like, like, yeah. So let's talk about some of the things, um, you know, you achieved as you were going through uh, your career from the sixth grade level. You got two collegiate wrestling championships, correct? Yes, sir. Wow. Um in college, yeah, I won two expect. national titles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You was also number one coming out of high school, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I was. Country. Yeah, I reached number one ranking uh, it, uh, coming out of high school. Also, I won an abundance of national tournaments while I was in high school. So on the high school level, you know, I could add maybe 13 more national championships uh while I was in high school, that's that's really what put us on the map. When I was coming up in high school, coming through New Jersey wrestling, it was like the best. We had like national teams. Jordan, Vince, and I, and a couple <laughs> others were traveling all around, getting on Team New Jersey. We're going down to Virginia. We're going to Pittsburgh. Wherever we had to go, we were we were representing New Jersey uh, in Sickleville and making noise, man. Dope. 
So when you say Jordan and Vince, you mean Vince Jones and Jordan yes. Burroughs. Yes, sir. I, listen, I, I I went the I believe I went to high school with Vince. Uh, I'm not sure if I I'm not sure if I caught you. While I was there. I, I might yeah, not. You have, didn't. I did. <laughs> I'm saying that have y'all three on a squad had to be almost unfair. Like the dream team. The te- you know what I'm saying? For the other teams y'all was facing. So when you really look at it, like, I don't know if it's 11, 14, some weight classes. That's only three. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I never wrestled. I wrestled with Vince a lot. But my eighth grade year, I was so good. I went undefeated for the middle school, Winslow Middle School. Mm-hmm. And I was number one in the state of New Jersey. And I was number one eighth grader from Winslow while the Miles brothers were taking over the track field we were just getting started in in wrestling Jordan uh at that time he was still a great wrestler but he wasn't hitting that national peak he wasn't what he was now but he was still good and he was great for Winslow um Vince was getting on that scene where I think that year my eighth grade year he took third in the state and then he ended up winning two state titles as a junior and senior. And he was just a man, went on to Nebraska, brought Jordan out there, and Jordan is the, the GOAT. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh, after co- after high school, Jordan is that dude. Like, and he, yeah, so, uh, and that's, that's worldwide. Um, so Vince uh, was making his headlines uh, eighth grade. I was in eighth grade and uh, that's when I was in Winslow. So I actually never wrestled with Vince uh, because I went back to Delaware my freshman year Mm. and Vince was a junior and I didn't come back until my sophomore year after wrestling. So I wrestled a bunch of years with Vince and them, but I never wrestled with Vince and I only wrestled with Jordan one year. So we all were never on one team. Oh, well, but with that being said, with with us being kind of spread apart and kind of the same, for Winslow for six years we had good wrestling, great wrestling, you know. Right. Okay. And that's where Vince is. Yeah. And now <clears throat> Vince is trying to get back to that. Okay. You know, okay. being the head coach now. Mm. Got you. That Got tradition. You. We had a true tradition uh, that Rick Koss put together, man. He was he had he had good athletes and he knew how to work with us brothers. Uh, and and yeah. You, you know so. what? I, I, I got a question. What who would you say got you into wrestling? Uh so my dad wrestled division one at Delaware State. And he had me at a young age, so I was young, and my dad still wanted to see me. So he was bringing me to uh, visit him, and I'd be sleeping in this man's dorm. And then he'd wake up, and I'd have to go to practice with him. And then next thing you know, my dad, uh, I was watching my dad wrestle, and this guy's wrestling Michigan State, and he's wrestling the University of Michigan at Delaware State. And I'm watching these big schools, but my dad getting smacked. Just getting rolled up, getting those state getting, but my dad was there. So I got to see it. So when I finally got my chance, my dad always had me around wrestling and stuff. But when I, he waited till I was 10 and he's like, son, you want to wrestle? And by then I'm a big WWE fan. I'm thinking I'm about to come off some ropes. (laughs) High flyer. and he, brought me to, and he brought me to what he do. I instantly knew. I walked up in the in the gym. I'm like, yo, 
This ain't WWE, man. Not at all. Right. <laughs> this ain't WWF at the time. This ain't WWF, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he like, nah, you're going to wrestle. So the first day, I get kind of clipped up. I get clipped up. The people that clip me up, this, they still talk about this. Like, I'm like, yo, I was 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. they hope, to this day, they hold this over. People me, never forget. I, <laughs> I'm like, yo. Yeah. But you a crackhead now. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's a whole different vibe now. A whole different vibe. Yeah, yeah. Let's have that. Yeah. I definitely. Yeah. I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I had to learn to get to to get to this money. Thank you for showing me the way. Exactly. Because yeah. the losses make make you who you are. For real. Now, yeah. com- coming out of coming out of high school. Yes, sir. Right. Because to me, it's a, it's a big thing when you go and become a collegiate athlete and, and to win championships is a whole nother thing. Like, what made you, it sounds, it sounds like a weird question. What made you want to continue to, to go into wrestling? Because it, it could have been anything else, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you got a scholarship, though. But what made you want to continue that even past high school? So, I, uh, it, was, it was not a question. That's where I was going. If I was going to college, I was going to wrestle or there was no college. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? So kind of yeah. sports, especially being where we're from, it drives us to go to class. It drives us uh to want to get good grades. Uh because without grades, you can't you can't play sports. You know, even when you little, do your homework, boy. Go outside. You ain't yep. so uh you know that I didn't really right. care about that because eventually I'm gonna get on a nurse and I'm gonna be outside. But sports is a different thing. You get to high school, you ineligible, you know. And I had to battle through that a little bit um, because I became ineligible a couple times. And it's part mm-hmm. of my path. I uh, I don't even hold it back. But um, so when I got to college, uh, I knew if I if I was going to college, I was gonna wrestle or straight up. I want to get a trait. I want to work. But I was a physical beast. I'm number one in the country. I'm going to mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I was supposed to follow Vince and Jordan. Uh, I didn't have the grades though. So I went junior college, two year university. I mean, two year college and, um, ended up winning my first national title. Wasn't supposed to, was supposed to red shirt wow. and yep. Yep. Won my first national title first year, um, was phenomenal. And by then Jordan Vince and I are in college and still we're having great success. You know, uh, the same coming up. We all, all American Jordan, a two-time national champ NCAA division one, which is the pinnacle of high uh, collegiate wrestling. And Jordan was, uh, um, and Vince was all American and he opened the door for all of us. Uh, Cause no one know who where Sickleville is. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you, if you go somewhere, you, you got to say Camden, you got to say right. Philly for real. Like only hood people know Camden, like are done seeing some, or or black people, but like or or white people that's scared, you know, or right. <laughs> so they don't know Winslow, they don't know Sickleville, they don't even know the boroughs we got in there, like the Chiselhurses and like uh where the white people are at, the Waterfoot Works, and uh you know, so that stuff is unknown to the world, like yeah, uh, until it on the map. Yep. Until events. Now Jordan Burroughs, you know, but they blessed him. He now the school paid homage and it's called the Jordan Burroughs Gymnasium, man. And that's that's great to see, man. Yeah, it's fire. Man. 
Yeah, I don't remember what the gym was gym. called when we was going there. I don't even remember what the gym. name no. was. It just said gymnasium on that joint. Yeah. Yeah. Put it with an eagle up top. <laughs> this man got this a eagle gym. gymnasium. This yeah, man got a, yeah, that's and big still time. doing it, and still doing it yeah. right now. You know, yeah, 30, he going on thirty four years old, man. Living legend. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's young to to yeah. to have your name on something like that. Yeah, he is man, the pinnacle. I, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm definitely not. A bad man, and and I'm comfortable as ever. Uh, but Jordan's turned out to be a great man, man. A great, a great inspiration, you know. In and out, man. I can't even break him through character. When I talk to you guys, and we can talk and chop it up and still be real, mm-hmm. Jordan just has this fine line of I'm Jordan Burroughs, and 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 it's him. And uh, salute mm-hmm. to all that. So the gym. I think people should honor him uh, even more from Circleville. Like this dude from where we from, like I was saying that yeah. it's not even on the map and he putting us, this man should have one of them streets because we building stuff all the time. We got a lot of land. It ain't nothing to have a little cut off and, and you know what I mean? The, the, the Jordan Burroughs lane or something, you know what I mean? Uh, Cause he accomplished that much. And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get on here. Because I think the circle, I mean, I think where we from don't even acknowledge uh, the great things that has happened from where we from. You know what I mean? And really? the athletes that we have had, like, yeah, some of Trey and uh, Ant, I'm talking about the Miles brothers, their records mm-hmm. still are holding up. Yep. You know, some have been broken, but they still hold some. You know what I mean? And at that time, being a youthful kid, being in a middle schooler and I'm watching these guys race in the pin relays on national TV. I'm the number mm. one, I'm the number one eighth grader and Winslow's the school I'm going to next year and I'm seeing them compete. But now I know how, when I, when we go to Winslow, they still got the same school, kind of old. They added more stuff. They made it better. You know what I mean? But you look at some of these other schools and you know what I mean? And you, yeah. we, we got kind of the short end of the stick, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and our city, our town deserve more. If you guys, if if they gave us more, we could produce more. Because look what we're doing with nothing. Yep, that's for sure. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, let me, hold on. Let me write that down. Because that's, that's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bar. So, uh, about to say, he, he said another bar. I was watching the video and he said another bar that I really liked. He said... Yeah. I don't get paid for minutes. I get paid for wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when you seen that, that was after the knockout. <laughs> I was, yeah. was going to say, where, first of all, did you make it up in the moment? I say, take us back yeah, to the All moment. my stuff comes in the moment, man. It's how I feel. It's my mind. It's how I was trained. My dad, like, installed this stuff into me. I got a mentor, Todd Berger. I just follow. And this is, I'm kind of a loner, man. So, uh, when you guys reached out and it was like, Hey man, we want to get your boy on here. I'm like, I don't do too many. Um, mm. only because I've, I have an exclusive contract with ESPN and promotional stuff. So they like to dictate, uh, mm. the access. So right. for real, I didn't even ask them. I, uh, I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Find me later or, or hit me, hit me. You know, I really don't even know what us going live is going to come about, but, uh, it's all worth it, man. Um, 
we just out here to show the people who know you that you number one you're still around here and you're still doing your thing and yes, for sir, those who don't know you yeah care about the town you're still showing love and 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 you ain't forget and two the people who don't know you can get to know you and see you know what you're still doing what you're accomplishing and what you're trying to accomplish What's more and to you know and we ain't doing nothing but putting a bright light on a good brother that's all it is yeah, so go back those things they come off the wing man they yeah. come off the wing uh yeah that was funny though I, I seen i said yeah that's what i'm talking about talk that talk all right so <laughs> I, I, i'm gonna give you something about that fight too uh and i'm gonna put it out there so i actually i went to jail before that fight and mm. i trained i trained in jail for that fight <laughs> And the whole time I knew I was good because I was I only had 30 days. Mm. So I was at a bar and I was definitely drunk. And a guy pushed me from behind. I turned around. I shoved his ass to the ground. Oh, he damn. falls over tables. I, I, I put the wahoo gun on this dude. <laughs> Straight shut back up, nigga. You picked the wrong dude. And uh, he ended up breaking his ankle. He fell over some tables. And, you know, the police didn't do anything. It's a bar thing, whatever. But when he broke his ankle, he actually had to have some surgery and he wanted me to pay for his medical bills. Like, so the DA took it over. Long story short, I get convicted. They break it down. Yes, this injury was caused by your force. That's battery, this and that. But I've never been in trouble before. I got sued for $17,000. So that fight, when I said I get paid for minutes, I made $8,000 for that fight. And uh, obviously I'm making a lot more, but I got paid $8,000 for that fight. And I just got out of jail. I'm like, I gave it right to him. I went and I fought after that. And I basically fought for free for two fights, paid that 17 grand. I went down there and they're like, how much do you want to pay? All of it. All Paid it. And uh, long story short, I got it off my record. Uh-huh. I don't have anything on there. I never got in trouble before, so it got withheld. I did have to go through two years of probation, $17,000, and 30 days in jail. But I still have a clean record. And that's my story, too. I don't really care. But when I got on there, and at that time, that dude was getting finished. Like, uh-huh. I didn't have no t- I need that money. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, 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 it, and it was there. Uh, even in one of my interviews for there, they're like, how did you prepare for this? I'm like, I was in jail. The lady thought I was joking. <laughs> she thought I was. She thought I was joking. But the real reason why I'm reverting back to all this. Look at all the stuff where where people are uh, going to jail. You know what I mean? And 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 getting wrongly convicted. And it just made me think of even like people in jail that are uh, in jail for things they shouldn't do. I mean, things that, that they shouldn't be in jail for, man. And good people, like, like, because for real, I got to know some good guys. And, uh, you know, I got to know some some fuck boys, too. Excuse my French. Um, but uh, it was definitely something good to experience. And it didn't stop me because the next year I was a six-figure nigga, you know. So I thought, <clears throat> I think, I think God blessed me. You know what I mean? Look, just see how you handle this. See how it goes. That's right. And I got you. And I swear, uh, as soon as I got out of that thing, man, took off, got everything back. Give me my guns. Give me my freedom. Give Mm -hmm. me that money. I get paid. So, yeah, man, right now, after all that, I'm in a great place. And, uh, yeah. You should make that a shirt or something. 
Tell Trey to put that on the shirt for you. So when you we'll, go to we'll your next fight, yeah, we'll I mean? get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> I, I, I want all my quotes. I want a yeah. whole line. <laughs> for That's real, not a bad idea. That's a good <laughs> idea, actually. So That's I know we've been jumping idea. back and forth. Um, you know, you, you you. I see when you fight, you primarily use wrestling in in your MMA. So uh, we everybody knows that you are a wrestler to heart regardless of if it's hand-to-hand or, or whatever. I've seen you throw people around. It's crazy. All right, big dudes. I see you throw them around. Um, what is your mindset when you're going into a fight, uh, particularly if you're going into someone who, you know, maybe a little bit bigger or, you know, it may seem like a challenge? What's your mind frame as you're going into that fight? So now, now I fight at heavyweight. I don't cut weight. I just weigh 250 pounds, 240 pounds, 245 pounds, whatever I weigh, I fight at. I just get in really good shape, and I don't worry about cutting weight. Um, so now I game plan for every opponent. I, I find out what I do good versus what mm-hmm. he does good. And my coach and I, Rick Little, my team, Sick Jitsu, we, we put together fight camps for six weeks to eight weeks. We folk eight to six weeks. We focus on the opponent and the task at hand. We become obsessive about it and we prepare. By the end of those six to eight weeks, I'm ready to kill. Um, I don't even like to talk to people. It's killer, be killed. Um, Trey and I, he did some shorts for me on UFC Fight Pass for my title shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, during those six to eight, during those eight to six weeks, I was just feeling crazy, and I, I had bad intentions. I didn't know what I was going to do, but this dude, I had bad intentions. Like, you know, as I'm hugging my son and I'm nice and I'm waking him up, I'm, I'm all dad. But when I was training, I wanted to hurt somebody. Like, I generated killer be killed. So he put that on my shorts, bad intentions, and the next two fights, I had, I, I had that bad intention vibe. Mm. Um, so. It was good you said about that wrestling stuff, because until last year, I looked at myself as a wrestler. You know, now eight years in and my journey in, and I think I got another six, seven years fighting. Mm. And I'm making that money now, you know. The first years, I don't don't fought for as much as, I don't fought for as little as $900 all the way up to 60 plus, you know. So a thousand. Um so now, my man, how are you? Hey, <laughs> look, he on the beach. It's the fourth member of the podcast. You got sand in your head. <laughs> yeah, listen, we don't hear. Listen, I don't know what questions you asked him. I'm a ask big, him what you want. Yeah, go ahead. I'm a big MMA fan. I used to be a kickboxer and everything like that. Jamil, I know you. You're more of a wrestler. Yeah. As far as your striking coaches, who 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 are you working with as far as your striking coaches? So so to like advance your striking game. You came you came in perfect timing because I was getting into this and I'm so happy. It's like like perfect timing. We got sync. That's three. Almost twenty years between us. So in wrestling. In wrestling, you lead with your strong side forward like Bruce Lee if you're a striker you know Bruce Lee came with a strong side forward so he could throw those kicks so he could be real quicker in wrestling you lead with your strong side so when I first started fighting I actually fought with my strong side forward and I did over 12 fights 
in boxing, you fight with your strong side back. Yeah. So you can use your hips, your torso, you can sit on your punches. Um, so for half of my career, I fought the wrong way. And I was doing average. I didn't know why I was. That's why I was a dominant wrestler, because I was in a wrestling stance, not a boxing stance. And I was just athletic, doing some phenomenal stuff, dunking people on their heads. So yeah. that was for the first six, seven years of my uh, career. I went back and I got down to boxing, true boxing, angling. And at first I had to change my stance and go from right to left-handed. I am a southpaw. I'm left-handed. And the first fight I took, I buried the dude. I didn't even, I hit him and I, I wasn't even used to knocking guys out. And I, and I, I went viral, uh, I dude, Jamel Jones versus Tyler King. I buried this guy. I got a whole lot of backlash. But I didn't even know my power, but that's when I knew it took off. After facing a top kickboxer from Brazil last yeah. year and getting clipped up, he's now he's good. He's top 20 in the world. Wow. Yeah. When I realized that he couldn't hurt me, like punching wise and his kicks were so good, this whole offseason, I went back to the board. I learned how to defend that kick not once, but three different times. So if he does this, I can check it down. If he does that, I can simply move. I can jump back. I can angle off. So I went back. Like I said, I don't lose the guys twice. I never have, at least. Um, so we'll see what's up. Um, also, see, I went back to being able to angle and being able to move. And I've been, I got me now two different striking coaches plus my normal MMA coach. So I didn't even really have the feet work and the angles and, and things that I will have this year. See, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, me personally, I used to train. I'm a, I'm a tie fighter. So as a tie fighter, I knew boxers had boxers and boxing head up. I can't, I can't beat them, but boxers coming to my game. They leave with they their their lead foot heavy, mm-hmm. which gives me which gives me the opportunity as a kickboxer, as a Muay Thai fighter, to <laughs> lead leg, left leg, kick that leg to take the power. I can I take the power out of their jab, which is the jab sets up everything. So as me as a Thai fighter, what I would do is I fight a boxer. I'm gonna kick your lead leg. I'm gonna take your power out of your jab. Now, your backhand that's coming, which is a lot slower, I'm able to counter that as the kick. You know, I can counter it because it's slower as a kickbox. You can't lean. You can't put that weight to get that power in and knock right. me out. So I'm not scared of that power hand no more because I right. took your lead leg away from you. You can't sit on that. You can't sit on that punch because your leg is diminished. Now I got you. Wrestlers right now in MMA has been taken. MMA, wrestlers in MMA, MMA has been taken over because even if that power gets diminished in your leg, wrestler takedowns is it's a it's supreme yeah, it's to anything. Even, even in jujitsu, it's uh. superior to jujitsu takedown. But in jujitsu, it's a submission. Like, what have you been working on to counter the jujitsu guys? Once you get in that ground, so so you don't get submitted. So the guy I beat my first fight for the PFL, his name was uh, they call him the White Bear. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu back black belt. My last three wins, all of my opponents were black belts in jiu-jitsu and yeah. their own schools or teachers. 
I'll smash these dudes. Yeah. I'm bringing straight up. If it's grappling. So this is MMA and this is for my eight year pro. Um, you know, now I'm not trying to do jujitsu. It's grappling to me. I'm not yeah. a wrestler. It's grappling to me. So whatever yeah. you do, Sambo, whatever yep. you do, jujitsu, whatever you do, uh, judo, whatever you do, uh, wrestling, those are all styles of grappling. You know, yep. the only thing is wrestling is the de- most dominant grappling, but in wrestling, you don't have submissions. You pin and you got a point system. And those yeah. other ones like Sambo and Jiu-Jitsu, you have submissions. So that's why the wrestlers always can control, but they can't submit. Yeah. Because it's not in our game plan. My submissions are on point this year. And I if I get in position, I don't need a submission. I'm going to punch you in your mouth over yeah. and over again. <laughs> And and like I when if you see how I get down it, it yeah yeah I break guys' faces there. So with grappling, now I used to try to learn all. I'm such I am a black belt in wrestling. Yeah. Jordan Burroughs is a black belt in wrestling. Vince yep. Jones is a black belt in wrestling. So now I've grappled for so much longer that I match my wrestling versus anybody's grappling. And of course I know some judo. Of course I know some sambo. Of course I know um jujitsu. I actually tried to go pro jujitsu in 2010. This is 12 years ago. And uh I won some and I lost some. They put some clips on YouTube where I got disqualified. I didn't know the rules. So now in MMA there there is no rules. I am a I'm a I'm a grappler and and I'm gonna put hands on you, and I'm not gonna get hit in any way you want to hit me. I don't care if I gotta block up, if I gotta use my elbows. However, I gotta get that thing away. I didn't have it last year, so I basically last year I, I had an exclusive contract to go to the UFC. I did reach that, but with our negotiations and stuff, I didn't sign to those guys. I signed with the PFL right. and the competition. Even though my money changed, I went from making five ten thousand dollars a fight to fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a fight. If you jump, if you put a zero on your money, the competition changed drastically. Yeah. So mentally and physically, that was some competition I never even saw before. Like it was like some, it was like you go from rapping on the streets and now you're in front of Jay Z looking stupid. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he telling you go put some more time in, but. Now during this whole off season, I'm right. I promise, it's 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 there. My whole team is doing it. My my teammate just won the belt, beat the goat. If y'all know fighting, you guys ever heard of somebody named Amanda Nunes? Yes, I did. I yes. heard. Yes, my team my teammate's a woman named Juliana Pena, who just upset her, beat her, and took her belt. Mm. So what 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 camp are you? What camp for people who don't know MMA world? But people who really are in tune with MMA world, what camp are you working in right now? Like, what's the camp? Tell them, because people in the MMA world will know what camp you're. What camp are you working in now? I'm in Sikh Jitsu, and that's not yeah. that's the same camp I've been. I started with a guy named Trevor Prangley, taught me all the bases. His gym is still open to me. I still train with those guys. But when I put okay. together my camps and when I put stuff on paper and I strategize, it's the guy Rick Little, Sikh Jitsu. We have. Me, we have Mike Chiesa. We have a guy that was just on the Ultimate Fighter, um, Brady. We got up-and-comers. We got the champ, uh, Juliana Pena. We actually, the Ultimate Fighter is filming right now, and my coach is gone. Uh, so my coach is the, the 
that coach of the Ultimate Fighter with Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunes coming up. Uh, yep. So they're filming that right now. So uh, we're right. I wasn't ready for what I'm in right now, but your boy is ready. I swear. To mm, that's uh, what I'm talking bring, about. I'm bringing the city with me, man. That's right. Here, Kev, I know yeah. you, hold on, because get him on off mute. We we heard too much of your island noise. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, the island vibes. <laughs> what do you what do you consider without giving too much away to your opponents, what do you consider the least like the weak point of your games and what are you doing to like short them up? Because I know grapplers, rap, grapplers really wrestlers are which is taking over MMA, but you do get into some bouts. Where is a stand-up game, or is a submission game? So, Kevin, what I'm a yeah. I'm so you happy you came up here. Yeah, so I'm gonna go all the way. I'm gonna go all Let's the way go. back. So, look. First, I was fighting these guys right-handed. I had a basic plan. Since yeah. my front side was dominant, I was either gonna hit him with a hook, yeah, to a, t- to a takedown. That's how you do it. Hook, yeah, to the takedown. I, yeah, I it, ate them up. Amateur level, I'm too much of a beast. I bang their head up, yeah. take me, them down. Me, me and Muay Thai, it would be two jabs to work in. Yeah, and then bang to clinch. the clinch. Yep. Clinch? Yep. Could you cover up? Knee, knee, knee your thighs. Have your bonus in your hand. To break you yeah. down. Knee your thighs to break you down and knee your body. And then I will push you. And I will always do, I will do a clinch and push away to a head kick. To either rap, to either knock you out, or stun you enough to like, okay, I got you lined up. But like you said, it like you said, I, I understand what a wrestler want to do. I, I fought yeah. a lot of them. So just like you get to the clinch, I was getting to the takedown. But it's the same thing because we're closing yeah. distance. You know, clinch, yeah. you're closing distance. Wrestling, you're closing distance. So bang, bang, or I just bang, bang to the shot and level change. Mm-hmm. As I got to a pro, I didn't have no right. I didn't even, people weren't even scared of it. Like, like, wow. yo, like, cause I'm not right-handed. Mm. So people still didn't figure it out because by the time they circled and moved, I done blasted them, then threw them out the cage and did some crazy stuff. And they done, they're worried until I got to the level. Now I got strikers and now they're parrying my hand down and banging me up and hitting me yeah. with a kick, hit me with some other stuff. And, and I'm like getting clip clipped up. So now yeah. I, I, I went back and I, I started learning how to throw my one, two, three, my combos, but I'm still not even on my dominant side. So come hindsight, I get flying knee in my face. I get knocked out. I go back. I'm fighting back regular now. So now I learned after I got flying knee knocked out, I broke my orbital and my nose in three places. Was that with Mike Rodriguez? Michael Rodriguez. Yes. Yeah. So from 2017 to 2019, right after that. So when I caught that charge, that was right after that fight. I broke this in three places and my eye. So uh, I'm downtown. This is when that thing happened. When the dude pushed me, uh, it was right after that. So I turned around because I got a broken face. And um, I'm not messing around with anybody down here, like like straight up. Uh-huh. Lucky I only pushed you and I told this judge I'd do the same thing. I'm actually happy. That's what he got because a young Jamel would have would have hurt this dude. Uh, and, and the judge was like, oh, well. Like, yeah, so I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, and I'm in there. I'm speaking real. They're like, so anyway, um, so... 
after 2017, I start working on things. This is when I start getting better with my striking. And it's not about mm-hmm. competing. It's about survival. So first yeah. thing I learned is about angles, defense, what I got to block, how to block, what can I block with? And I realized I could block with my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I could block with my elbows and my hands. It's just not hands. It's you got to put it all and then the movement. So I started working on the movement. And then once I realized that no one really can hurt me again, since then, I've never been hitting my face again. Even the jabs I take, it's how you take the jab. You can't get take it here on a temple. You got to take the jabs right here and stuff. But sometimes I still yeah. got yeah. So yeah, when I was when I was spar- when I was far regards who like the wrestle, because I know they were like they get close to me. I will I will lead them in with shit. I will lead them in the because I'm a Muay Thai fighter. You rush because y'all rush with y'all y'all rush shoulders up head down. It's like okay. I can grab your neck, knee you, push you out, kick you, circle you, just turn. Or when they rush me, hit your shoulder, whatever shoulder you rushing. If if I want to parry, if I want to parry you to my left, you rush me. I throw my left hand, hit you as hard as I can with my left hand, forward up, parry you, get you to a point, kick you, or decept you like it'll look like a kick because you know how kicks look. Kicks look, kicks come at you, and that and that angle look. It looks like a knee. It could either be a knee or a kick. And sometimes I would get guys, I would get guys that would angle it to look like a fucking kick. So, but I would come in with a knee. So or I can go like I this whole. Yeah, I can go I like this whole you. technique for yeah, hours. I'm talking about how I, I switched up over the years. I've been pro for eight years, and I did amateur, yeah. and I've been competing. So I can go through this whole thing of like my transitions and. I'm right now, but also beyond getting my hands right and knowing how and just growing in the sport, I am completely well-rounded now. Yeah, um, that's true. But uh, besides that, I'm just ready to kill, <laughs> man. Like, beyond all that, when I get somebody that's better technique than me, bring it. Mm. Show me what you that's got. A- I'm going to be an athlete from Cicloville, like I always been, from yeah. over Delaware, like I always been, and I'm coming to your house. I used to not know how to come to somebody's house. I used to come, and I'm at their door, but I don't know how to knock. I'm at their door with no hands. I'm knocking with my head. Mm. Mm. Now I'm at their door, and I'm like this. It's the but juggernaut, that's, bitch. That's, but that's a, beautiful, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. That's the beautiful thing about MMA. The beautiful thing about MMA. Once you master what you're good look at, look at the phone. Look at the phone, to, please. You have to, you have to put that into a fight. If I'm a Muay Thai fighter, my fight is gonna be, even though it's an MMA fight, my my fight is to get you to fight Muay Thai. You as a wrestler, even though you your fight is to get them to fight as a grappler and a wrestler, just as a judo guy. Yeah, but, so this is how I want to look at it too now, Kev. I don't. I'm not a wrestler. I'm done. Actually, I never knew. I never knew that I had weapons. Like people say, oh, you got weapons. You got a. But so when we're signing these things and I'm getting my hands licensed and stuff, these are real weapons. But I didn't know how to yeah. use them. Wow. I'm shooting yeah. a gun and, and not knowing how to aim. Now yeah. I went back to where when I hit somebody with this, they're going down. Like exactly. I did, I mastered my left hand and I look at it, I go bang. But over the off season, I put together this right. Not only that, my legs and my knees, I know how to throw them in the angles. 
I'm really, really dangerous right now, and I know how to use all my mm. weapons. Like, I feel like I can go battle some zombies, Shoot. like, right now. By saying all of this. Yes, sir. Where do you see, where do you see yourself in the comp? What is the competition that you want to start seeing in the future? I, I'm not going to say, listen, I'm, I'm going to be realist with this. I'm not going to say belt. But what is the competition that you want to see top competitors in the MMA that people that you want to get down in the ring with and let them know I'm really here with this shit? Mm. So who, who, staying, who do you want to see? I'm staying with the PFL first and foremost. I don't okay. care about the UFC and all that. Yeah. They're paying. And when I mean they're paying, yeah. you don't hear my people complain. We got Clarissa Shields, who's a boxer, who's a two-time yeah. Olympic yeah. champ. She's over there. She's getting paid. And, and she don't even got so you don't hear us complaining about money. We exactly. you hear my organization matching people. I know the pay scale because I know the UFC offered me twelve thousand dollars when I fought for these guys. I got I got fifty thousand dollars my first fight. I found out twelve days. I was literally sitting at home smoking, and I found out. I put the blunt down. And I started shadow boxing. My wife said, you're crazy. I went and I shadow boxed for almost 45 minutes. I called my manager back. I took the fight. I started sitting in the sauna. I cleaned my piss because I knew they were going to piss test me. <laughs> and I went to work and I made $50,000. If I would have did that with the UFC, I would have made $12,000. And then they set, they were mm. setting me up to lose because the dude I was going to fight is now number three in the world. So even though I came over to the PFL, the guy I lost to is the champ. And he's really good. That's right. the same thing happened. Same thing that happened to me when I started my amateur. When I started amateur Muay Thai fighting, my first fight as an amateur Muay Thai fighter was a guy. He had a title fight the next week. I was supposed to be a warm up. Yeah, they, uh, they, I yeah. But here's the thing: we I hung with the first round. I knocked I knocked him I knocked him out to an eight count in the second round. And still with him third round, but I had to lose. I was just a right. warm up. They right. didn't expect yeah. nothing from me. But I'm like, I'm shocked. But at that time I didn't know how to I didn't know how to keep my breath, my breath. Because it's a different thing. When you're in a I was in a clinch. And sorry about that. Sorry, sorry. But look, yeah, it's, you can move him a out of all this, the bottom line is look, let him talk, but can y'all can they hear me? Yeah. Yeah, good. Look, Kev likes to relate to all this stuff. Uh, I don't like competing. For real. I'm, a, I, I, I'm not in competition is what I... I like competing. I'm not in competition. I just like competing and doing my thing and, uh, and getting paid, man. That's where I'm at at 30-something years old. Now, when I was younger, uh, all of that stuff drove me. Now, at 34, it's more about legacy, man. And, yeah. and building that legacy, it's about getting paid, you know. Because, like I said, I'm at 20 years. 2001, when when you, when you graduate, it seems so long ago. You know what I mean? But it it really is long ago. But it was right around the corner, and I've still been doing it. And um, yeah, everybody must die, man. This next year <laughs> for the PFL, a lot of guys are going to be bigger. You see, if you if you follow me on my stuff, I'll start posting. Everybody's thinking I'm dropping weight and I'm looking lean. Yeah, yeah, because I'm in shape and and I'm putting together these tools to 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 beat people up. I don't really care about uh, 
the following. I don't care about <laughs> the fame. They do though. Like I got a check mark on Instagram and I didn't ask for that. I don't even know how it oh, showed wow. up. I talked to my organization and they're like, yeah, they, we signed you up for that uh, ESPN. This, that's, that's you. So yeah, I don't think I'm famous, but that's how they put it. Uh, bro, ended a lot. bro, chase your legacy. How you want to chase your yeah. legacy? How you want to leave it as a mm-hmm. fighter? It ain't about what everybody think. It's about who you be and who you who you be and who you competed with at the highest level. That's how you leave your lock mark as a man. Listen, I listen. I love what you're doing. I'm about to be out. I just want to get over here because I love talking to a, I love talking to a fighter. Why don't you I drink a little you. more, Kev? I wish I was on here. I, I did not want to, I didn't know I was going to be on vacay. Yeah, my bad. But bro, I love hearing everything, what you're saying and how you, how you are progressing. I can you back take, too, man. And I, I will get, get you it. back because I love how to see the growth, how you say, you know what? Listen, my first fight, like I said, I lost. But when I when I lost, it's like I said, all right, y'all put me against y'all put me against somebody I was supposed to lose to. All right, when I come back, I'm gonna be a lot sharper than I, what I was supposed to be. And y'all right. it's still on still it's still on still right now. You wanna sharpen me, you're gonna sharpen me still on still. I, I love your journey, bro. I gotta yeah. get you back on because I wanna talk fighting shit. But I love y'all, <laughs> man. I'm out. All right, bro. All right, love you, cuz. <laughs> Be safe. You. Have a good time. Bring us back some shit. Yeah, you got, yeah. I got to get you back because I just want to talk straight fighter shit. Yeah, <laughs> That's all. Love, family. We, I'm going to come mess with you guys, man. Even if we yeah. do it in person when I come in town, man. Um, Word. Because I, I, I don't got too many people I'm connected with out there still. You know what I mean? People, family, doing their own things, man. So, uh. You know, I'm still rebuilding people. Like, of course, I know my people. Like, I I go to the stores. I see, oh shit, I went to school with her. You know what I mean? Hey, but that's all it is. Mm-hmm. So I need guys Yo. to chill with. Absolutely, I'm out here. I'm out. <laughs> Kat, Dre, Kev, continue the interview. I'm out. I love y'all. All right, love you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I could tell he definitely got a background in striking oh, yeah. and stuff. But even with him, like. I'm on savage. Like I don't people. I don't think people understand it. Like not even like yeah. Like savageness, respect. Like even with my organization. Like like yeah. I'm demanding it and stuff. When I see them post something and it's not this and it's an exclusive. When somebody got it, I'm jumping on them. Why am I on that? Yeah, respect mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I am making noise. Just mm-hmm. I am. I because I'm out here working, man. Like I told him, hey, people want to watch these videos. But another thing about YouTube, I don't have a YouTube channel. I don't put up my videos or anything on me. You know why? Because somebody can study it. So what I do Ooh. and my workouts, I'm not giving you information on me. So every single video online, not one is from me. So yeah, when you I've look up them. stuff. Yeah, not one is from me. So with that being said, you start seeing my losses. You start seeing people win. I got a whole lot of wins, you know, wrestling matches, dunking hundreds, hundreds in college, high school. I got all that. I got matches, not the ones where some of them I won and they're like brutally knockouts. I got ones that aren't on there where these dudes aren't fighting no more. Uh, But I'm not putting that out there for uh, people to see. 
Yeah, I'm about to say, because I was looking, I, I've seen some of your fights on your list, and I was like, man, I can't find no videos of these Ws. I want to see the, how this outcome came. Yeah, TKOs, no, no. I want to see them. Yeah, I was like, no. they're not up there. I seen, <laughs> one, I seen one, and it wasn't, the dude's name wasn't up there, but he went. He looked like he went for a block with his leg or, or whatever the case may be, and you went under, came up, knocked him out. And, that, and after you dropped him, you turned around and you bowed to the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dog, I said, who is he? Just I need to know. <laughs> Yo, so you know what? Well, that fight right there, that dude played in the NFL. Not only he played in it, his dad was in the NFL. And um, I came to his hometown, flew across country, took that fight on 12 days. Um, and they were setting me up to lose, man. The whole pandemic was going on, and that was the first fight during the pandemic after. So we fought in a tent and yep. stream and we streamed it. Yep. I was uh, like, man, y'all look like y'all fighting in somebody's living room. <laughs> yeah, we, we streamed it to make money and stuff. And I fought this big this dude shook my hand and no lie, it wrapped around Ooh. me. And I looked at this dude six five. I'm like, yo, what am I gonna do? Like, oh Melting. my gosh. Yeah, that I done been hurt. But then the fighter in me, the survival mode came out. And I said, I'm going to take it to this dude. So I get in there with this guy and I start feeling, I see him with this jerky movement. And I go, I'm too athletic. I don't care. He got two left feet. He big as heck. But some of these athletic, I mean, some of these big guys are really not athletic. Yeah, they cannot. It's a real thing. Yeah. So you can't teach size. So they go, okay, since I can't teach you size, let me teach you everything else because you right. got what I can't teach. So let me now, now it comes up to coaching. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, you can't teach size. Um, but I looked at this dude and that was the only reason he was stupid and big. That's why he went to the NFL. I knew that. Now, up DN, we'll put him on DN, go get the quarterback. And he did that all the way to the lead. Um, but he came out and I knocked him out with three seconds left in the first round. So we actually sparred for four minutes and 50 seconds. And I had to get into survival modes there. I started finding ways and moving. And that was when I first, that was the first knockout that I had when I went left-handed. And I didn't even know I hit him. And then I came up and I started hammer fisting him after I connected straight from here to on his face until the ref pulled me off. Uh, but I didn't, <laughs> yeah. So that was some survival mode stuff, but you're going to see more of that. And I got more of that. That happens all the time, but I don't put it on YouTube. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not giving people. When he's clothes. done that, I'll throw it up there. Yeah. Don't yeah, give him the recipe. Yeah. Nah, I'll let you keep, I'll let you think whatever you want. Jamel. It's like, I'll let you, if you look every time for my organization, I was an underdog. So yeah, I'm one in one, but people lost money and people won money. You know, but that first dude, he was a black belt. He was a competitive black belt, a national champ from Brazil. And they thought this guy was going to beat me. And the guy who does the uh, bet and say, oh, my my upset pick today is Jamel Jones. I said, you're right. I brought it to that dude's <laughs> house. And uh, this year, though, I, I, I'm going to blow up like they're already setting it up that way. And I'm going to just do my part. I'm going to win fights. I'm going to be who I want. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to be respectful to everyone that's respectful to me. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I'm coming to kill, man. I, I swear to it. But what's the next topic? Yeah. <laughs> with, with that said, because, I, I, you know, I heard somewhere that you were, you know, like you wanted to, like, open up a gym with your, you know, with your people. But 
I want to know just what's next for you. Not not as far as um, not after fighting, but like, what do you feel like is next? Business, right. fighting, anything. What is next for you? So I don't want to work for somebody unless I enjoy it. It's just mm-hmm. that simple as that. If I'm not enjoying myself, I'm not working for no one. You know what I mean? This is America. This is the land of opportunity. When you really look how they set this world up for us to live, uh, you know, I think for black people and stuff, we became systematic. I look at my mom and she's fine with working for somebody and being a manager. But mom, when you really business owner quality, you really business owner material, you really apply yourself in ways other people can't apply yourselves. But yet you want to be the manager for another person when so so. I know I got those qualities and I'm not giving those qualities to other people. I, I, I'm making money for myself and my family. Um, so after fighting, I'm either going to work for myself and do what I do, or I'm going to be happy as hell working for somebody else. And like, and like, it's going to be the best thing. So, um, you know, before I started fighting, I got right out of school and I started coaching. I coached high school. I coach, and right after high school, I turned that program around, and then I coached in college, led them to a national championship, and then I started fighting. So right off after college, I was coaching uh, and great success. So I still have that. This morning, I coached one of my teammates. I'm holding mitts. I'm helping people during their camps. You know what I mean? Right. Um, also, that makes me better. He, Kev was on here, and he's talking about this striking. Now I'm teaching other amateurs people of his level. Kev loved me so much. If I was there, there's a money opportunity. Let me bring, I'll hold your mitts, Kev. $20. I'm a hustler like that. I'll hold the mitts from, get them back, get them working, get them burning calories, you know, so I can do business gym stuff like that. But also I'm training amateurs. I got people underneath my belt that help me out and not look up to me. So I'm guiding them through their process. And also with that, if I'm guiding you in this, management because i'm not going to be helping you with this and letting somebody else get 10 percent, 15 percent. that's uh-huh. my money because you're going to be my person i'm going to take care of you no we're not taking that fight no we want somebody easy yeah we want our record built up yeah we want easy cash till we get to the big cash yeah you're not playing me so the same way i fight for myself i want to fight for other people you know so i got me a team of a couple guys i'm working with right now got some people fighting on the, the 18th that i'm helping out and it's rolling right into my camp i fight april 28th about 50 plus days. So uh, I am doing my own training and getting in the zone with that, but I'm helping people daily uh, for their camps and, and, and getting other people ready. So management, uh, gym stuff. I'm still an elite wrestler, uh, you know, coaching. Right. That's what I really, really what I want to do. You know, I live in an all white uh, neighborhood and stuff too. So just basic black cooking, urban cooking, I could smash it in my neighborhood. Little, uh, they got food trucks that are big out here. So, uh, oh wow, I offer I offer something that this area isn't used to out in Idaho. I'm a token. So far as the urban food, fry up the chicken wings. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I and I I know the secrets that these guys don't know. You know what I mean? That come from mom. That come from grandma. You know, um, simple. You know what I mean? The macaroni and cheese baked. You know I mean, I could serve that up and 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 make a killing in my hood, not even my hood, my my, my neighborhood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So I got a couple different things I want to do, and I want to stay in my own lane, man. I don't really want to be uh, 
I don't want to be like Jordan. I don't want to be a face, man, because I think uh, I am professional and I want to be respected on a professional level. And I am. But also I want to be human. You know, I don't want to be somebody uh, that's judged and, and don't judge me, man. I'm human. Like, like judge yourself. Like, I don't want to be the face. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I want to be a role model, but I don't want to be somebody they, they make an example of. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what I mean? So you got to find that balance. Uh, yeah, man. Word. So it all sounds like good things. So yeah. I got, um, man, I feel like we could have got so much more. So I, I got just a couple questions, but more kind of brain teaser questions. You can answer them however you want. Um, yes, and Kev, if you got anything, I'll, you know, slide it to you. Okay. Um, so my first question is something that I thought was interesting. If you, other than your coaches, can be mentored in any way, and I'm, I'm talking business or fighting or anything you would rather, by two people. This is a two-part question, by the way. If you could be mentored by two people, no matter who they are, who would they be? Wow. Uh, you know who I really like? Uh, I like a lot of older guys, number one. You know, older than me. Wisdom, what I find out in anything, knowledge experience. If you have that, I'll listen to you on your subject. You know, if I wanted to get into a podcast, you guys would be a great starting point because you guys are here. You guys stuff look professional, you know, uh, even though you guys have got more room to grow and stuff like that, it is right. legit. And then you guys could teach me. So uh, I like learning from people that have that experience. With that being said, if I had to really think back and like, who would I want to learn from? I'm an athlete. So I would go to coaching. Uh, I like coaches that know how to deal with an abundance of black athletes uh, like myself and and make guys believe. So I like a coach like Pete Carroll, you know, um, and and he's a coach from um, Seattle Seahawks. I just like how him, Russell Wilson, and even though him and Russell are going through some things right now, but uh, their loyalty, this is the NFL, that business is tough. And that loyalty and stuff runs dry. They had their moments. Um, But just how he's been able to have the team Commodity, however you say it. Uh, right, com- I got you. Yeah, but camaraderie. Uh, yeah, camaraderie, and uh, you know what I mean. Just how he got guys behind him and stuff, and and for a white guy to make black guys believe and trust and want to rock with you, that's powerful, man. Um, because you could see a lot of these lambs and these phonies. When it's business, tell me it's business, right. you know. But I mm-hmm. think a lot of people believe in him, man. And um, just to sit down and just have a dinner with Pete Carroll, man. I just think he's a good guy. He's one of the oldest coach in the league, you know, and he's oh, running wow. around, he's chewing his gum. Yeah, the oldest coach in the league, man, and he's still going after, still energetic. Um, I like that. Uh, and yeah. from another aspect, uh, if I had to pick somebody to learn from uh, or take some stuff from. Anybody. Um, Got the wheels. I'm going to just throw it out there. Dwayne Wade, man. You know, the reason why I like Dwayne Dwayne Wade, man, um, how to be able to share his shine with his wife, you know, have a dominant wife and how to respect her as a woman. It's hard for us as men to respect these women the way they need to. We calling them bitches, that, that, this, that, but to actually have a strong woman and, 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 I feel as though that's what I have with my wife, even though my wife's a different race, just to be able to deal with that and have that partnership and lead. And then also, I got a lot of gays in my family. I got a gay younger brother and a gay older brother. Uh, and he has a gay son and stuff. So dealing with some of that stuff in our in our culture, um, 
you know, Dwayne Wade's uh, represented his brother, and, I mean, his son, mm-hmm. and um, and supports him through everything, man. So I just like to pick his mind on on things that I need help with because he knows how to do with diversity. I mean, adversity. <laughs> Word. So I like Dwayne Wade, man. I like I like Pete Carroll. Now, when you talk about athletes, I like the goats, of course, Tom Brady and the Michael Jordans. Right. But I tried to go a little bit outside the box and and look at people for their character. I like LeBron James too, man, because out of all the years, he's never really done nothing wrong. People hate him for basketball. For basketball, yeah. you can't yeah. you can't yeah. hate this man for being a man. He the best, right? You know what I mean, yeah. of his time, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's very yeah, interesting. Man. Dwayne now, Wade. And Pete Carroll. Now, this yeah. this is the second part of that question. Then I'll, I'll I'll toss it to Kev. If you had one question to ask them both, and it could be about anything, and you kind of answered it, but just just to clarify, if you have one question for some reason, they just said, "Yo, you can only get one." What would you ask both of them? It could be separate, by the way. It would have to be something in, in faith, you know, like who do you mm-hmm. believe in? Who do you turn to? What's what what what's your spiritual what is it is it, is it christianity you know do you believe in jesus is it is it uh what do you turn to for your faith and your positivity to to teach to lead to 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 perform like mm. i would want to know what something faith wise something spiritual wise you know what i mean because being an athlete and through me i always have just these battles and, and you I turn to faith, man. I, I pray a lot. I don't have to go to church out here. I haven't found a church I like, but but very still religious. I, I grew up going to church and um, you know, and I still find myself very I I don't know, man. Cause I don't like all the fake and it is and when the pastor gets you up, ah offering. Yeah. How much you get, yeah, all that stuff. But you know what I mean? Like, but when it when you when when you really read that Bible, man, and you get into this stuff and it starts telling you how to be a man, uh I, that's what I want to live by. Uh because mm. it's good stuff. Uh so I would ask them, man, what do they turn to, you know, for that faith, for that uh yeah. Okay. I, I love it. Yeah. Okay, what you got? Because that, that was right. that was a pretty interesting answer. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it back uh, for myself. So, fight, Danny Holmes. Oh yeah. The hell made you hit him with the banana split? <laughs> so, y'all know <laughs> what? what? So, <laughs> I went viral when viral was just starting with that. I hit. Uh, I hit. I hit a million views. Somebody else posted it. Uh, so Danny, number one, a fake Washington Township gangster. Washington, mm. I'm gonna tell you some stuff about uh, where we're from. Sickleville is the trenches. We live off of Section Eight. We live off. I come from Manor Hall Three to the P section to Drexel Gate. And when I got to Drexel Gate and we're just living average, I thought I was rich because I wasn't in Manor Hall. You mm. know what I mean? Wow. This dude is from Washington Township with the white girls and the good football and the turf fields and the money. Yeah. So you was a nigga amongst the white people, you know? 
I come from the trenches, like I said. You know, the people I hang around, we got five kids and three bedrooms. You know what I mean? Like we sharing rooms with our brothers and stuff, and 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 we eating top ramen, man. Still to this day, I got money. I eat top ramen because that's how I grew up. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Instead of getting the normal no name brand hot dogs, I get better ones, but I still eat kind of the same way. Not when yeah. I'm eating healthy and stuff and, and got my milk. <laughs> but yeah, man, so that's what I come from. So Danny Holmes, I signed with CFFC. And next thing you know, they were booming, man. They actually, they're on UFC Fight Pass. They're doing great things. Uh, that organization, Cage Fury Fighting Championships. And Danny Holmes at the time was three and one. Mm-hmm. He was he was my first win. I have I have a dozen wins now, but Danny Holmes was my first win. So when I went against him, uh, I get there. I had a multi fight contract with these guys. I lost my pro debut by a split decision. I beat the brakes off of this guy. I ended up getting tired, and the ref said half of the people said I won, half of the people said he won, and then there was a final judge. I lost on a split decision. So I get my second fight and it's Danny. I'm 0-1 and and Danny's 1-3-1. and and So I'm starting to hear all this stuff about this guy in town, him doing security and him trying to punk people. And then I'm hearing he boxed a little bit. And even though he's short, I got to watch out for his hands. He got hands. And he'd been wrestling with some guys too, some videos online. I look at this little dude and I go, yo, I don't care, man. You a little nigga to me. And that's how I feel. Like, I don't, I don't really, I won't say it, but that's how I feel. Little nigga. What's what's up? I'm not scared of you. Uh, So I get to the thing and the owner's like shaking hands with Danny Holmes. I'm like, yo, I'm the, no, Danny Holmes has an exclusive contract too. Uh Gotcha. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so they say from the blue corner, Jamel Jones, we go to weigh in from the red corner, Danny Holmes. So they announced me first. I go, wait, am I the underdog? I was underdog. I was supposed to lose to Danny Holmes, Danny Charles Mm. Holmes. (laughs) So, uh, I didn't know that till I got to the fight and I talked to the owner. I go, am I the underdog? He said, look, Jamel, just win. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I got that. Just win. Uh, yeah. Just win. It's a good matchup. Just win. I ain't playing sides. Both of you guys, just win. So I looked Danny in the eyes and it's what's up. So that was my first injury. I just started learning how to kick. And I go and I kick my coach with my foot. He blocks it with his elbow. I hit his elbow and I break a bone in my foot. Ooh. So I couldn't walk before that fight. That was my first injury during my first. So at this time, I'm so broke that I need this measly $2,500 or whatever, dollars, $2,000, whatever I'm fighting for with Danny Holmes, my first win, I need this money. Um, So I can't turn this fight down. I already got all my medicals cleared, so I didn't have to get x-rays or I I did that prior. I got hurt uh, two weeks out. So I get to the venue uh, maybe four days before the fight, and I just got to where I could walk and I can jog a little bit. Yeah. But I've been biking heavy. I was actually biking overload, like biking like 30 miles because I'm like, if I can't run, I'm going to just bike. And then biking so easy, I was actually able to push myself more than I needed. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah. by the time I was able to run, it was good. So long story short, this golden glove, I dropped this guy. I dropped Danny Holmes. 
to get into a wrestling position. Like other people say, oh, it is. But if they don't know, I hit this dude, dropped him, attacked him, and then banana split him. Banana split's a wrestling move. Back in the time, I wasn't really working on my submissions like that. I didn't know any. But I knew that this one wrestling move, I can tear somebody's groin. And um, Look it up, Vince, Dre. You'll see. Vince Jones was in my corner for that fight. It was in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, so all of New Jersey came out. I had maybe... 80 people from Winslow and like a hundred people from New Jersey, my family, people came out from Delaware, Dover, Delaware, where I graduated from my dad's people showing love. And, um, I, cause I got paid a percentage of ticket sales. So you already know I went out That's there right. and like, shoot, I want even more money. Y'all going to give me 2000 plus. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rack up another two G's off these ticket sales. So, uh-huh. uh, uh, Vince was in my corner and I'm like, yo, Vince, I could banana split. Vinyard is fighting, man. I said, get over here. Let me put you in it. So in the back, <laughs> I banana split Vince Jones before I banana split Danny Holmes. And I said, Vince, this is exactly what I'm going to do. And Vince said, why? I said, because boxers are so scared of wrestlers. When they get taken down, they stand up. And when he stands up, it opens me so I can split his groin. Vince said, oh, shit. And I split this man's groin. What the hell? I'm you watching it? Now. You watching Yo. it? I told you. <laughs> when I seen that, I was like, oh, 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 no. Oh, hell no. I don't want anyone to do that to me. <laughs> yeah, so that went viral. For that, in 2014, I got submission of the year over all sports in New Jersey, even um, UFC. And I was just a, a normal level. That was my first win. You know, that was 12 wins ago. Um, wow. I'm a lot better. I didn't even know how to stand. But then I look at some of that and I look at the good qualities as far as athletic ability, far as strength, far as uh, the kill. You can you could teach everything else, but you can't teach somebody how to kill. Some people just don't have it in them. Everyone has it in them. They don't know how to generate it. You know, what's going to make you generate it? A girl? That can make a lot of people. 60% of how to generate it is a girl. Rather, if it's your mother, your sister, or your girlfriend, you know what I mean? A girl can bring that anger out. Um, mm. I just have it for pure disrespect or for that money. Uh, yeah, what Meek Mill say, if I ever go broke, I'm going to take your money. And uh, my grandfather used to always tell me that. <laughs> like, Jamel's going to be rich. He's either going to steal his way or, or just make it. <laughs> you know, being a good man and being raised right, I learned that stealing, you end up in jail. Right. But, uh, <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, so let's just work hard for it. Killer instinct. That's what that is yeah. to me. That's what that sounds like yeah. to me. Yep. And yeah, everybody does not have it. Yeah, well, they, well, they have, have it. You got to know how to pull it. They don't know how to use it because I don't see the bitchiest motherfuckers uh, find it. You got to find it. But, but, but some people... They have it, but they don't have the physical attributes. Somebody, they might be a bit. But if you have, if you have it, it don't, it don't have to be physical. It could be Columbine. You know, those guys get picked on in school. When I was at Winslow Township, we had a school shooting plot in 06, and I was on the hit list. Uh, look it up, school shooting plot 06, Winslow Township. Really? I was on the hit list. Yeah, I was able to leave school for like two weeks and not even come to school because of this and, and dick off and stuff. Winslow Township school plot and the guy just got out of jail like two years ago. And he was like a freshman. 
they booked him. They caught him with a gun in school, Winslow, when I was there. Jordan Burroughs, senior year. Uh, my lunch period and all, fourth period. But uh, where was I going with this? Killer Instinct. Killing yeah. instinct. So that guy wasn't physical. I was smacking him in the head, stealing his fries. You know, little ignorant kid. Oh, what man. I, what I know, ignorant man, <laughs> ignorant, right? But man. but what I learned is he didn't have it physically. But when he when he generated it mentally, he was gonna show you the best way he could. So uh, even though you say some people don't have it, everyone don't have it physically, but right. they everyone has it mentally. And and if you can have it mentally, you can find a way to bring it up physically. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So Wait. you didn't expect that, Andre. Huh, no, because if you break no, no, I'm saying if you break it down like that, like like I get what you're saying. Cause that's that's you can even find it to me like work-wise, like to me putting your back up again. I, I work best with my back up against the wall. And I don't really like that quality. I mean, I do, but I don't. Because sometimes you need it before your back is up against the wall. You need that killer instinct. But to me, I work best when my back is up against the wall, and I don't. Right. And I feel like I ain't got nowhere to go. Like I might kill you. It, it, right. and so, you know what I mean? Like like anything could happen from that point. But normally, I'm just a regular guy who just does. I ain't gonna say average work, but like you know what I mean. So I actually felt where you was coming from with that one. Yeah, man. Yeah, because some people don't have the physical attributes. You go back, you see the little gothic kid in class. You know what I mean? Um, you know what I mean? He ain't going to say nothing to you. You're going to punk him. Gothic kid versus a black kid. Shut up. Mm. Gothic kid all curl up and stuff. But let that gothic kid get crazy enough in his head mentally. Yeah, he's not going to beat you physically. You know, might poke you up. <laughs> might, <laughs> might, might, might. Yeah. He, if he can generate it mentally, he can come up with an ideal to do something physically. So I like that killing instinct. Everyone has it. So if you are, if you have the balls enough to go and compete and actually fight me as a coach, that's why I think I could coach because I can generate that. I got to find what generates this. And now I know how you have to, the mindset you need to fight and be successful. Um, And yeah, just knowing that and knowing how to get that out of athletes is how I know I should be I should be coaching. Yeah. And then some and the ones I can't get it out of, those might not be the ones I, I work with, you know, because right. it is about that special coach, man. So um yeah, yeah, I don't need a big roster. Wow. I, I really honestly, man, and I I don't, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I I, w- I want us to maybe we can get together again like we talked about earlier because I have so much more to ask. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna cut it here because <laughs> I don't even want to go into it unless we can really get into it. Because yeah, I have mad kinda... stuff that I wrote down. <laughs> well, well, I got some time, man. My wife. The reason why I didn't do yesterday and I did today is because my wife is off mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm a stay at home dad and a fighter. So I got my workouts out in the morning. You know what I mean? Right. I, I ran, made my trip to Spokane, handle my business, and I'm free for the rest of the day. Uh, so that's why I made this time instead of yesterday, because I would have been here with my son, and he's a handful, and I really couldn't chop it up. So either we could do it next time, and y'all can cut this up and, and make it real pretty, and we can <laughs> do part one, part two. Um, yeah. 
And Kev, I'm pretty sure Kev would love to be here too. That's 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 yeah. another reason why. So he can <laughs> he won't yeah. be he won't be drunk next time. Right. I he feel saucy. Kev, <laughs> I feel him too. But when you get like that and you got somebody and stuff, got you want passion. to question. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but not only the passion, you could tell that at one point, even though he was amateur, he was serious. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? because uh, because he wants to know what's up. But 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 uh, no disrespect to him, but it's actually kind of disrespect to me because I'm pro for eight years. I am not at that level. So I'm getting criticized by, by, uh, and, and it's not even criticized. He's more of a critique because being criticized as you're, so he's, I'm getting, I get critiqued and criticized basically off of people that don't even know the half of it. Sometimes if George Mazadoff just fought Kobe Covington last night on pay-per-view and uh-huh. Drake put, $250,000, $275,000 on Mazadov and and he lost that money but Mazadov all he had to, I was flat. Mazadov is one of the best strikers, one of this and that, but when it came and he went against another guy who's number 1 in the world, he was flat. He couldn't do his thing. You know, so he's getting judged in all this, but you can't judge somebody who you don't even know a quarter. This guy's been you know, he's the third highest paid athlete in history in the UFC, and he lost last night, and he's going to have people critiquing and stuff. So uh, I just I just looked at it as a good fight, and, and, and I try not to even judge because, like I said, some of that stuff is – it's actually – insulting to what i do and stuff you know what i mean uh and the time i put in in the, in the blood sweat and tears uh yeah man but i i his was good vibes and it wasn't but just some of that stuff from other people are man yeah right well, yeah absolutely yeah Look, this we, month. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> what I usually do, because um, we're definitely going to part to this. Like I said, I, we we vibed out, and I love your answers to a to a bunch of our questions. For sure. Uh, what we normally do at the end of our podcast is we ask if anything else you would like to share, anything you want to shout out. Because I had a real oh, I had a good question. Oh man, you know what? I'm gonna ask it before you get to that. I'm sorry. I'm gonna ask it. I'm gonna ask it. What does <laughs> uh, create forever now mean to you? create forever now man so i'm even go all the way back and i can even do this on part two shout out to my man trey daniels man uh i mean <laughs> damn yeah yeah trey daniels but uh so i was fighting and stuff and um like i said i always looked up to the miles brothers and i always looked at them as kind of a duo because they were these dudes on the football field these dudes on the basketball field if you don't know anthony miles and Antre Miles from Winslow Township was a problem in anything they touched athletically. Yeah. Uh, football, track, and basketball. All year round, they had Winslow popping. And um, and I admired these guys. So when I was coming up at my first fight, which I lost, Vince, Jordan, and Anthony was there showing love and stuff. Anthony was showing me love even before Trey was showing me love, but Trey always been cool. You know, he kind of been just standoff his show, but he's actually matured over the years and wants to get back, but coming to his own, has his kids starting his stuff. So he actually shows more love than he used to. Mm. With that being said, he reached out after one of my wins and he's like, yo, congrats. And I see, I see that I was starting to follow some of his stuff because I was relating to some of the stuff he was saying and I was following and liking and and loving his stuff before he was even making clothing. And he kept preaching animal heart and stuff like this. 
So um, as he's preaching this, I was just sitting back, like, and showing him that I was watching, but I was actually just uh, getting my own motivation silently. And, uh, and whatever he was saying, I was using this as fuel from a distance. And then I had to tell him, like, yo, I just listened to your joint, and that's what I used to win this fight. He's like, yo, that's crazy, because I only had two people viewing, and I'm so happy I touched somebody. I'm like, yo, you touched me. So make a long story short, me and Trey start communicating. I'm like, yo, Trey, I'm about to blow. I'm about to, yo, I got, I'm about to get this contract and I end up getting this contract and I end up getting a belt. And I had this opportunity that where I can make fight shorts. And I seen Trey making these biker shorts for women, these tights, this man, Trey making his clothing. And <laughs> he made these biker shorts that just had women's butts booming. I'm talking about just jiggle with the wiggle. And they're like, <laughs> I'm like, Trey, damn. They, but I looked, I'm like, oh, the design kind of hot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, them, if, if you could turn those in a men's size and not look at it as a booty thing, I could wear those fighting. Like, like they're the mm-hmm. same type of material. If you could make it tight here, now, now I challenged them to step his uh, game up. If you could do this, if you could take the pocket away, that is regulated for my sport. So he's like, yo, yo, yo. instantly he took on a project he can't do or what he could do. And he did it exceptional. Well, but before he even knew he could do it, yeah, yeah, I got you. So instantly I'm thinking he's going to fuck up. (laughs) 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 I'm like, yeah, yeah, he didn't by the way. But anyway, (laughs) I start talking to him and we're talking every day. And then, Pretty soon he's like, yo, I got you, I got you. Send me a couple sketches, and it all looked good. And I'm like, yo, I, I still, uh, uh. so uh, I had some other shorts getting made, official joints, hot stuff. You know, what I mean, I'm a professional athlete. I'm getting my my wardrobe, and then I go, you know what? I'm just gonna drop this and not get my stuff made by somebody else. I'm gonna put all faith. And Trey, we're actually now vibing out. He's sending me stuff. He's sending me Bible stuff. And he's like, yo, I'm not even trying to direct you. This is just faithful stuff. And we start connecting. And, and yo, yo, you be you, dog. Like, through certain stuff helping me out and helping me through my adversities. So I cancel. I'm like, yo, I'm going to put all trust into this guy. And if I have to buy shorts while I'm out there, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm probably going to cut them off. Uh, but... Yeah, I'm rocking with him. Like, I'm all my trust. And I go, we, I meet him at, uh, I get to Philly, and I come over the bridge. I meet him at uh, Dave & Buster. New Dave & Buster's out in uh, in New Jersey. Yeah. We're uh, we right there. Yeah. And my man pulled it out. And I just had to give him a hug. Him and Tone, man. I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, y'all came through, man. Like, and it was hot. And they didn't got me pairs. They didn't just get me one pair. They got me four sets. Let's go. Mm, let's go for four different events so then i just i out of curiosity i'm just like yeah yeah yo mel you ain't even got pay family i told you i was gonna do it i'm like damn that's love here i am like questioning and they done did it you know i mean all the right fitting all the right size all that everything fit to a t the designs everything was hot i came out that joint like people asking like yo where is this you what is it yeah my people's made this from the hood sickleville yeah yeah niggas from lehigh you know what i mean hot shit so uh with that i just whatever y'all take my name and run run do whatever you can and for real i'm taking i am animal heart 
And and Trey mm. goes, Trey goes, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. I ain't gonna battle you, do you? Yeah, we are. Yeah. You got uh, it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yo, yeah, that's what's up. Uh so with that being said, is man, as he was watching my journey and he's watching me, and this is what he's preaching, and this is what he lived by. Um create forever now. It's a movement, man. Not only a movement, it's a lifestyle, man. Mm. Uh I've been doing it from from the jump since sixth grade, since you guys were seniors, oh one. Mm. I've been creating forever now. That's been my motto. You know, that's that was Trey's motto. I don't know if he got lost in the sauce, but he's doing it right now through his clothing, through his through his thing. So uh it's it's just something to keep you on track and, and to keep you focused to uh be the first of your own kind and create forever now because we are special, man. It is a culture thing, you know. Um, other races and other uh, places, they do have the thing. I I got away from this a little bit, but but they are set up to uh, be whatever they want and go to college and be doctors and be business owners and support your. But us black people, we aren't taught that. You know what I mean? We're we we come from a systematic behavior that 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 in a system that doesn't benefit black people, you know, we have, we have to play it. And, and it's a lot harder, man. It's a, um, and the people that don't get it. Yeah. Now it is better than before, you know what I mean? For my kids. And it was better for me than it was for my parents. And it was better for my parents than it was for their parents, but there still is history in what we're coming up in. So be the first of your own kind. We still can do that. We still got, I'm still the best MMA fighter from Winslow Township. Now, when I talk about wrestling and stuff and everybody knows me at the rest, I don't want to be a wrestler at Winslow. You know why? Because we do got to go Jordan Burroughs and we do got to go to high school, Vince Jones. You know what I mean? And then there is me, you know, and there are some guys under us, but calling me a wrestler now after eight years being pro, it's kind of like calling Jeremy Miles a wrestler. Jeremy Wiles is the third or fourth or fifth best wrestler from Winslow Township in history. But what do people know him for? Yes. Football. 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 He's the, yeah, it's Vince Jones. It's Jordan Burroughs. It's Jamel Jones, Matt Trainer, Jordan Burroughs. I mean, um, um, Jeremy Miles. I did not know that. Jeremy, Jeremy Miles was nice in wrestling. In there, little head up, like <laughs> dude was nice, and he was cracking people at linebacker and running the ball his, his senior year after his brothers left. He was overshadowed though by his brothers and stuff, yeah. and, and through consistency, he was the first of his own kind. Not only the first of all, his own kind, he was in the shadows mm. of some of the greatest athletes to ever walk through our town. You know mm. what I mean? And he prevailed. You know, so uh, I just look at the whole movement uh, of what we were around, man, and it, it's just something great to see. And and like wow. I said, I I am a I am a May fighter, man, the best one from Winslow. There's another young kid coming up, man, um, that's doing good things on the amateur level, and I hope he surpasses me. But right now, that's what I want to be the goat of uh, the wrestling MMA transition over. Word. Bro, yeah. <laughs> bro, nice. yeah, that was fire. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's all I got for today. I, I definitely definitely going to part two this. We, we yeah, got, I got to get yeah, up yeah. with you guys, man. I got I got Kev. Um, 
And yeah, yeah. I'm going to add you guys after today. Y'all add me. I'll find you guys if you guys don't find me. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, for bro. Sure. For sure. Um, yeah, we follow each other. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that was our show for today. We want to thank our guest, Jamel. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, before we go, you can tell them uh, where to follow you at. Uh, you know, what you got upcoming, what they can look forward to, you know, what they can tune into, where they can subscribe. Well, I know you ain't got no right. YouTube page, so you ain't want to tell no secrets, you know, you, but you can yeah. tell them what to follow. Yeah, so uh, my organization wants me to push Instagram. Uh, I got a Facebook. You know, I don't do too much. I start putting things on my story, the stuff that I don't want to show people. I'm mm-hmm. giving glimpses on my story. You know what I mean? My, my life with my son, my mm-hmm. training. I got a home facility at my house um, to where I, I do at least about half of my workouts. Um, so on my story, I open up a little bit more to my life. Um, and I'm doing a little bit more. So Instagram is it, man. Um, for me really, or, or Facebook, uh, I'll be competing for the PFL on ESPN in the heavyweight division. Um, show your man some love, man. Like I'm gonna do my thing. I'm putting in a lot of work, man. Representing New Jersey all day. Sicklerville, man. My mom's still out there in Drexel gate. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, Dover, Delaware, man. My dad's still out there. I graduated from there, man. You know, the town I'm in now, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I love it. I went to college here, man. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to everybody that just bangs with me, man. Shout out to you guys uh, following. Uh, and and let's do a part two. For sure. Absolutely. I'm down. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So let's go that back. Uh, so. We were your host. I'm Cool Kev. And I'm Big Dre. Um, and I want to thank Jamel. Yes, sir. Thank you. Word. Uh, and we'll catch you guys next time on part two. On part two. On and part as two. always, peace. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Painated Podcast. If you love today's episode, make sure to subscribe. Leave a review. Five stars. We don't want nothing less. If you're an artist, actress, a songwriter, an author, or you're doing something that's interesting and you want to be a guest on our show, please email us at opinionatedpodcastddk at gmail.com. That's opinionatedpodcastddk at gmail.com. Thank you. Have a blessed day.